God's people on today's show, I break my silence on COVID and we talk about the mental gymnastics involved in digesting and dissecting the COVID protocols and restrictions, at least as it relates to life here in Michigan. I'm sure you can relate to that. And uh, I also talk about how I believe that time is the key attribute that you need to obtain in order to achieve godly success. That's godly success, not just success the world's way. Yes, as believers, we should be obtaining this godly success and you should be sitting back, relaxing and enjoy the inspiration. Inspire guys, people. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Whatever you do consistently is who you are and it's who you will be. So I said back last week, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking, you know, as y'all know, as y'all been listening, it's been a lot on my mind lately. And I was asking myself last week. What is the number one key attribute to godly success? Like, if there was just one thing, like, if we took all the podcast episodes we've done so far, all the ones that'll be done in the future, all of the messages and Instagram and Facebook and all of the posts, and you just, you know, back me in a corner and ask me, tell me the one thing, like, narrow it all down to one simple key. In order to be successful, of course, godly successful, right? To walk in your purpose. If I had to say one thing, I would say consistency. I genuinely believe when I really sit back and look, not just at my life, but all of the books I've read, you know, from the Bible starting there. To all of the business books I've read um, about business professionals, even people who aren't even Christians, I see this one simple, like, consistency. Ah, consistency. Can I say that? The consistency is consistent. Ah, I can talk. I almost said it, y'all. The consistency is consistency. And what ends up happening to me, like, so let's unpack that. Like, why am I saying that, right? What what ends up happening is, you know, we talk on this show all the time about the process. And the process is really this idea of taking things one step at a time. Keyword being time in there. One step at a time. So many people that I look at these days want to skip steps. And that's why people don't want to be consistent. Because consistency actually requires time. It's what you do time and time again. It's what you do over a particular period of time. So as an example, like I painted the last time I painted, oh, I painted this door um, last year or the top of this year. I painted a door. I was doing some stuff around the house. Before that, before that door, 
The last time I painted, I think was 2011. My wife and I lived in this apartment and we wanted an accent wall. So we painted like this maroon color accent wall. Now let me ask you a question. I've painted twice in the last 10 years. Can I call myself a painter? I mean, seriously, what, what if I was walking around telling y'all, yeah, my goal is to be the best painter in the world. Like, I'm gonna be a world renowned painter. Like, and I'm praying like, God, I have faith, Lord. God is gonna do it for me. He's gonna get me there, right? I walked around and told y'all that was my goal. And then you said, okay, what do you paint? Show me some paintings. When is the last time you painted? I was like, oh, no, I don't paint. <laughs> no, I ain't never said I painted. Yeah, I haven't painted since 2011. Um, I can show you this little door I just painted around the edges um, this year. Right? You, like, listen, here's the reality. I haven't earned the right to put that ER on the end. Painter. I painted ED. <laughs> Like some of us are are mix are mixing ED up with ER. Like you paint it, you're not a painter, right? Painter means you consistently paint. If someone tells you they work as a painter, they're probably painting all the time, right? A doctor is always docking. Like he, like a doctor, you you seeing patients every day. Like listen to what I'm saying. Let's take a step back and really think about this. Some of us want to call ourselves something, an expert, ER. And it's like, nah, bro, you just ED. You just Ed. Like, you ain't er, you Ed. Right? You're not a painter, you paint it. What's my point? Now, let's make it make sense. You haven't consistently done something, yet you want the results of someone who did. Like, this is why... I don't believe in skipping steps, okay? Because in order for me to get all of the experience that's needed to be a painter, um, you got to mess up sometimes. You got to deal with a bunch of customers. That's how people become good at something. If you ever meet someone who's good at something, as a matter of fact, in your life, I'm dead serious, whether it's a cashier, whether it is a doctor, whether you are in a store and you're getting customer service, ask someone. How long have you been doing this? Right. And what you're going to find is most people who've been who are really good at what they do have either been doing that directly for a long time or they've been doing something to prepare themselves for that for a long time. We were in a store, a floor store the other day, and we were talking to this design consultant. And this just yesterday, matter of fact, I'm talking about the other day. This is yesterday. Uh, we were in the store yesterday. And I asked the lady, like, she was real good, real nice. Like, every, like this lady was just, her customer service was on point. And, you know, y'all know me. I got a bunch of stories about bad customer service. But this lady was, like, she had amazing customer service. I, so I simply asked her, how long you been doing this? She was like, about six years, right? Like, so that right there just told me, like, the results I was getting was because she had put in six years of work. Like I could tell when somebody been working there for two months because that person is giving you two months service. You get what I'm saying? They not an ER yet. They just an ED. So what do this have to do with me, Jay? What are you talking about? Like, so what? I'm not consistent. I want to skip steps, right? Some people want to just become successful overnight because they're too lazy to be consistent. I want you to look yourself in the mirror and I want you to be real with yourself right now. 
Like, this is a moment of reality for yourself. Have you really earned the right to be an ER? Get what I'm saying? Whatever it is you do, whatever it is you're saying your purpose is, whatever it is you're asking God for, and you want it to happen overnight, and, and you like, man, like, God, you haven't done it. Like, I'm about to give up because, you know, it hasn't happened. Because I, I was focused for three months. You know, I've been doing this for three months. I've been, a, I've been doing a podcast for three months, and I only got five listeners. I'm done with it, right? That's what we do a lot of times. You're, you haven't earned the right yet to, be, to call yourself a podcaster because you haven't been podcasting. You drop a show this week, drop a show six weeks from now. People don't know what day your show coming out, right? That's how we treat our gifts. And then we play our gifts and our purpose like the lottery. We do something. Like, all right, all right. So think about it, right? I really want you to unpack this. You think about a casino, right? People take money and go to a casino. And what they're really hoping is, all right, I'm going to take this $20, right? I'm going to take this $20. I'm going to put it in some machine or I'm going to get some quarters and some coins. And I'm going to play this $20. With the goal of hitting what? The jackpot. What does that mean? That means I'm going to put in as little as possible, a quarter, a dollar, 10 cent, and get the most that I possibly can out of it, right? And guess what? In a short amount of time. People play the lottery because they're skipping steps. That's why they do it. You want the jackpot. You want the big result, the big financial number, but you don't want to put in the time, right? Because people who are consistent, they have continually, like if you're a painter, ER, oh, you consistently, yep, there goes a wall. All right, there's a wall. There's a ceiling. There. And what happens is this, consistency is boring to people who don't understand purpose. If you don't understand that there's a purpose and all these walls that you painting and all these ceilings that you painting that each wall represents a level of experience after you get 10 15 walls in doing the same thing again again and again you learn something new and then now you might learn oh this paint doesn't take that well oh this brand lasts better than that one right now you're becoming an ER because you have consistently done the same thing time and time again. People who hit the jackpots, they ain't experts at nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody who hit a lick, somebody who hustled one good time, they not a they not an expert. Like I know people who know how to do something real quick, make a quick amount of money, and they don't have any experience behind it. They're not an ER. What is the point of making all the money? And you can't even really tell anybody how you did it. What's the point of hitting the jackpot, right? And see, this is where I'm trying to put in perspective, like the place of purpose in the life of godly success. Godly success is about embracing the process. It's about embracing the experiences because those are the things that are going to build your character. When you go hit the jackpot, you got the money, but you don't have no character. You just push the button. <laughs> like, like pushing a button doesn't teach you anything. 
You can't call yourself an ER. See, the real goal for those who are seeking purpose is not the money and the finances and the car and the house and the things. The real goal, the real win is the experience and the process because those things increase your character and integrity, right? So now what happens is because I've painted a thousand walls, because I've painted a thousand ceilings, right? Now I'm an ER. Now, yes, that may mean that in return, I land a big client because now I have consistently painted, right? And so now I'm on a path somewhere because someone can look back at my what? Track record. What have you done over a period of time? Okay, now that builds what? Trust in me. Now, at the same time, for me, I have experience and knowledge. So when I get that big job that I've been looking for, that's going to pay me the big finances, now I'm prepared for it. And I can go there as an ER, an expert, a painter, not someone who just painted. Because someone who just painted one time, they can't handle the big job. The, the big job will put the, paint, the person who painted out of business. And so what happens is we're chasing after God, asking God for all these big things. We want this. God, I want this. I want, oh, God, give me this. And it's like, are you an ER? Can you handle it? Do you even know what you're asking for with that big painting client, Jermaine? You haven't painted enough walls to get to this big wall or some wall that's made out of a material that you haven't used before. Like it's going like you go they going to fire you cuz you don't know enough. Listen. We have to stop trying to skip steps. Let me tell you something. Uh last year I was walking down the stairs. Oh man, um I missed a step. <laughs> yeah, I missed a step, bro. And um I'm just tell you like this, my life flashed before my eyes. Probably almost could have killed myself the way I fell down them stairs. What am I saying to you? Like, all I did was missed one step. I was distracted, doing something on my phone, something I had. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, you should have been holding on to the rail. You should have been taking it one step at a time. But because you're distracted, because your mind is over here, your heart is over here, you're losing focus, you're doing something you don't got no business doing. It's like, yo, now you missed a step. And what happens when you miss a step is you come tumbling down. And then you get down there and you're like, Lord, why God? And God looking like, don't blame me. <laughs> I gave you a simple step-by-step -step process. You had the railing to hold you up, my word, right? You wasn't holding on to the railing. Some of us are going through this process and we're not holding on to the railing of the word of God. And you know why, right? Because we're seeking success without Christ. Like, we have let the world and a lot of quote-unquote Christians, seeker-friendly Christians, give us these false doctrine words, a lot of these memes, and a lot of these 30-second sermons on Instagram. Like, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at it. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you got to really study the word. The word needs to hold you up. Like, you can really twist up the word of God, man, and have people out here living any type of way. And what's happened is we got a lot of people just telling you God wants you to be successful. God wants you to do this. And you haven't put in any time or any level of a process or you're not holding on to his word. And so at the end of the day, you're seeking success without Christ. That's not purpose, man. 
I'm just telling you, like, here, we, we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. So we talk about success. We talk about, you know, uh, finding your purpose and becoming a better person and all of these things. But at the end of the day, it was laid on the foundation of the word of God. Always. Anything I'm ever talking about, any topic, any guest, like if you that's why I always tell people, if you're a new listener, man, go check out episode number one, two, three, four. Like you got a hundred and seven episodes to go and catch up on. And shout out to the people who do that. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all out here. It's important because how how am I gonna talk to you about, you know, buying a new car? And we haven't even talked about I could be a base and I could be a bomb. Like before I talk to you about, you know, investing in stocks, right, or real estate, I need to talk to you about being a base and a bomb. I need you to first understand before we go after any level of success that is through the lens of scripture that we understand that at the end of the day, I learned how to have a little. I learned how to have a lot, right? So this is the word of God, right? Now that I know how to have a little, now that I know how to have a lot, know that I've, now that I've laid the foundation that regardless of what scenario I'm in, it's on the word of God. Jesus Christ is my savior. He's the one I seek after, right? Now I can go and implement some of these principles and strategies and try to have some level of success that glorifies God. But the moment that I go after the success, right? And I, now I, I leave the word of God to go and chase the success. And the success now is out of the context of God's word. What do I mean by that specifically? A lot of the success that we're seeking. Okay, let me make it simple. Let me, let me try to make it as simple as possible, right? If what I'm doing doesn't glorify God, it's not godly success. Like sometimes we make it too deep. It's like, hey, man, I got an opportunity. Uh, to take inspire God's people like they want to bring me um, on this show. But the thing is, you know, they, they assign me a co-host and my co-host be cussing and talking about sex and drugs and, you know, pop culture and all this other stuff. But, you know, I want to go and be a light in the midst of darkness. You know, we're going to make inspire God's people reach the world. And that, 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 that. No, that was. That was my, like, buzzer. You know how, like, on, like, that wasn't a good buzzer. Y'all probably thinking, like, what did he just do? That was, like, when you watching Family Feud and they get the answer wrong and the X, like, that's what that was. That, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good buzzer. I'm not going to do it again. That actually scared me on the back end of it. When I heard the last int, it was like, you know what, you sound, like, let's just chill, bro. Like, let, let's, let's just bring a sound effect in or something if you want to do that. Stop trying to be a human sound effect. My point is this, y'all. At the end of the day, like, I don't have to think too hard about whether or not that's pleasing God. If the results aren't glorifying God, it's not godly success. So we don't, on this show, teach, you know, go after success above and beyond anything. What we teach on this show and what we talk about is guiding you to your purpose in Christ Jesus. And the reason that we have to follow a particular process that takes time is because we need to establish these principles and characteristics and these strategies through the lens of Christianity, through the lens of biblical structure. 
And the moment that you try to speed past that, and I talked about it a little bit last week, like we running so fast, we running past God. And the moment you do that, now, like the success you're going into isn't even going to be helpful to you spiritually. Like it might ruin your family. How many celebrities have we seen? Like, look, I'm going to say this, y'all. I be cutting myself off, I know. How many celebrities have we seen? Wait, I'ma say this, y'all. That's just how I talk, that's how I think. You gotta deal with it. We don't know what I was about to say. How many celebrities have I seen? You fill in the blank. What I'm trying to say at the end of the day is, we've seen so many people get the success, gain the world. Look, as believers, we have to stop celebrating people for gaining the world. We know clearly that the Bible says, you know, what does what doeth it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Yet we continue to applaud those who gain the world. That's all we do. If somebody tell us, like if I told y'all now, hey, I got a record deal. Hey, I got a deal for this. Y'all just going to applaud it. It don't matter who the deal is with. It doesn't matter how the deal came about. It don't matter what I did to get the deal. It's just like, yo, we see deal. We clap hands. We say God did it. No. The devil gives blessings too. That's why he took Jesus on that mountain and said, yo, you bow before me. I can give you all this. We have to make sure that the result that we're getting glorifies God. That's what godly success is all about. I believe if you want to obtain the type of success that pleases God, you need to get yourself comfortable with the idea of taking your time. Get yourself comfortable with the idea of building your character. I know, I know everybody on Instagram was successful overnight. I get it. All of the influencers, all of the people, they're showing you their cars, their bodies, their money, their houses. You can't take it. It's a lot of pressure. You're feeling so much pressure because they so fine. They so rich. And what doeth it profit them to gain all of that but to lose their soul? It's a question Jesus asked. Answer the question. Nothing. So let's stop applauding people gaining the world and losing their soul. Let's take a step back. Let's build some character, right? What that means is that we're going to have these podcasts every week, and I'm going to be giving you one piece to the puzzle in. I know you want it all today. You want more than consistency today. But the thing is, if you don't master this one thing, you're never going to be able to handle what comes after it. That's the problem. That's why I don't do get rich quick schemes. I never tell people, hey, you do this and it's going to happen overnight. I don't believe in that. I genuinely don't. Because when you get it, you won't be ready for it and you will eventually lose it. What we are about here is sustaining the success that glorifies God. I don't want you to just get one check and now it's like you hit the jackpot, right? And what do people hit do who hit the jackpot? I'm going to tell you what they do, at least statistically, I can talk. or And I don't even know. You know, let's just say word of mouth from what I've heard. Because I don't know where these stats came from. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking right now. So what I've heard is that most people who win the lottery, let's say like scratch-offs or jackpot casino, you know what I've heard that most people do? I've heard that most of them spend their money playing the games again, right? 
Now, I know some people are like, uh, not me. I know how to get a win. If I have a winning night, I take my money and da, 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 da. You line, line, line. Because you know what you do? You might go home that night. You might have won 1500 that night. And the next night, the next week, you go right back there. I promise you this. I promise you didn't gave that casino and them scratch-offs more money than they didn't gave you nine times out of ten. If you add up all the years you've been playing, all the tickets you bought, all the quarters and dimes and dollars you put in that thing, yeah, they finally gave you back $15 after you spent $15,000. See, that's a jackpot mentality, people who want to skip the process. What I'm about is the long term. Who's willing to do the right thing for the next five years straight? Who's willing to do the right thing for the next three years straight? Because now you're going to be able to sustain it past that time. And I know what it is, y'all. Time seems so long. It seemed like, like, man, three years, bro. But guess what? By the time you look up, three years is here. We've been now doing this podcast for two years and five months. Two and a half years almost that we've been doing this podcast and it feels like I started yesterday. I started yesterday. I started yesterday. I started yesterday. yesterday. So trust me, the sooner you start, the sooner you could get this process going and you could get to step one, two, and three. And that way you could stop jumping to step five and falling back down and having to start all over again because you're trying to skip steps. And then we end up wasting time when we skip steps. That's the crazy thing about it is that by not taking a step back and slowing down and just taking life the way the Lord wants us to, and being consistent and productive, right? And that's the balance of it. The balance of it is to be productive, right? You don't want to be lazy. You want to be productive in your consistency. But when you're productive, you could just chip away, chip away. What do I say? I told y'all, all 2021, we applying pressure. And that's all I mean by that, by applying pressure. is like, we going to keep doing what we do at Inspire God's People. And we're going to take it one week at a time, one episode at a time, one step at a time. But we're not going to skip the process and we're going to allow the Lord to take us where he wants us to go. And then when people look up and you're where God wants you to be at, then they're going to look and be like, man, how did you do this overnight? And you're going to be like, no, it didn't really happen overnight. It's just that time goes fast. So, yeah, two and a half, three years went by quick, but we didn't just start a podcast today. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let's jump into the word real quick, man. I, I want to read a scripture um, before we move forward in the show. First Samuel chapter one, verse 19. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And this might be a different approach to like looking at this scripture. Uh, maybe. Anyway, I don't think it's that different. But, um, you know, I just was thinking about this idea of time. And how things take time, man, and people don't want to wait. And I know there are so many scriptures that talk about time directly. But check this out. Verse 19 says this. The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. Verse 20. And in due time. She gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. Here's what I want y'all to understand, man. In due time. So in this particular story and passage of scripture, what had been happening was that Hannah, right, their family, 
um, you know, goes on this annual trip. And, you know, Hannah had been going and, and praying and she had been broken down because she don't have kids. And this particular time, she's praying. The priest overhears her, um, kind of blesses the prayer. And now, right, when she gets back home, the Lord had remembered her plea. But here's the thing. It, it said, and in due time, he gave her a son. and. Sometimes I think this whole like idea of the world we live in that wants to push us through everything so fast and wants to pressure us like to do things so quickly, we don't realize a simple thing like in due time. Now, again, some of us go the opposite route because we think, yeah, see, I don't have to rush. So I'm going to just wake up and be lazy every day. I'm going to just do nothing and keep praying. Nope, that's not the answer either. That the 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 art to to living a life in due time in the process is I'm doing the right thing consistently. I'm just not skipping steps. I'm not in the fast lane where I'm trying to skip steps and get there tomorrow, but I'm producing. So that's the balance you gotta have. Don't allow yourself to find fall in any of those extremes where you're doing too much and you're just all over the place and it's like, bro. Slow down and just do what God told you to do. And also don't allow yourself to be like, oh, it ain't that serious. I don't have to be successful. I don't have to live in purpose. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Right. Because when you're talking about godly success and purpose, you're not talking about success according to the world. So, yeah, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to have a whole bunch of money. But God wants you to produce something like that's the one thing I know is like God wants us to produce something at the end of the day. So hopefully that blesses you. You know what? I want to share um, this quick verse from this song I did with Path of Revelation um, about a year and a half ago. The song is entitled Time. I'm going to just play my verse, you know, a little bit of the hook because, you know, the song is like four and a half minutes. And I don't know how y'all feel when I play music on here. Y'all got to tell me. I had some good responses to my song that I played last week. But sometimes I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Some people are like, look, bro, I came here to listen to a podcast, not your music. So we're going to give you a little bit of a verse. But if you like this, just search Path of Revelation on Apple Music and Spotify. And this song is entitled Time. And uh, yeah, it's featuring yours truly, J. Will Music. Let's do it. Some fall with no 
just heard Time by Path of Revelation featuring yours truly, J. Will Music. Shout out to my homies, Path of Revelation. Y'all know Gabriel and Matt. Gabe is now doing his solo music. So also check out Gabriel Parker on Apple Music and Spotify. All you got to do if you got Apple Music and Spotify, when I give you these artist names, just type these names in, search them. You're going to discover all types of great Christian music. You know what I'm saying? And look, I want to challenge you, even if you're a person like, I don't like rap. I don't like rap. Well, guess what the beauty is? I'm not out here making rap the way the world makes rap. You know what I'm saying? My rap don't fit in with them. Then if I get the Christians like, I don't listen to rap, so I can't listen to your stuff. Then who am I make music for, people? I'm not copying and pasting the world. We making purpose music. We are purpose pushers. Check out J. Will Music on Apple. Ah, I can talk, y'all. It was such a great segue. Check out J. Will Music. Let me take my time on Apple Music and Spotify. That's J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. J. Will Music. Listen to all of my albums and give them stars and ratings and love and those type of things. And if you hate them, just please skip past them and don't hate. All right, people. Oh, let me tell y'all this one thing. Uh, this week was really dope because I met with the um, designer who's going to be uh, working on uh, the new Inspire Guys People logo, uh, James Martin out of the UK. Man, just real shout out to him. It's just been a great professional, um, you know, kind of situation so far. And um, I'm, I'm excited, you know, to see what happens. So we had a Zoom call. Obviously, we on different sides of the earth. And, you know, it was evening for him, morning for me. But we just talked about the brand. Now, we had already gone through really um, just a really in-depth um, briefing, right? So let me let me kind of give you all a peek behind the curtain on these type of things in case you're doing this. And again, this is also the kind of work that I've been involved in in the corporate world as well. But what happens so many times for us as entrepreneurs, we think of something like a logo and we just like, all right, I'm going to just make a logo or, you know, I'm going to just come up with something real quick. And it's simple, so cool. And we don't put much thought into it. And again, we're talking about taking your time in due time, right? Going through that process. Now, I'm not saying, look, some makeshift logos have gotten me through a lot of periods of times in my life. So I'm not judging you or anything, but I'm specifically talking about as you get ready to take your business to the next level, as you get ready to take your brand to the next level and grow, these are the type of things you have to think of. So in a marketing world in general, Here's kind of how it works. And I'm talking, even if you're working on a multi-billion dollar brand, right? Um, you may have to, you have to go to an agency and give them a briefing. So let's say if I'm making something for, um, you know, insp I'm going to use my, my Inspire Guys people because I, I try to be careful when I'm using specific examples in business because um, I don't want to um, have a conflict of interest from the work I do in the corporate professional world. I try to separate those things. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. And, you know, we have a lot of clients, a lot of people I deal with on a, on a big level, and I don't want to be giving examples and end up being somebody that I do business with today, yet have done business with yesterday or may do business with tomorrow. So that's why sometimes y'all see me skip over the names of businesses and things like that, uh, because sometimes in some capacity, I end up working with them or you know, um, I don't want to have that. Like, they like, hey, I heard your podcast, buddy. And you uh, kind of destroyed our business. So anyway, that's a little bit of that. So 
as it relates to Inspire Guys People, have this podcast, this brand that I'm building. Um, and it, it really is bigger than a podcast, really. You know, Inspire Guys People conceptually started off as an album, uh, turned into my purpose. Now it's a podcast. And one of the things we're really working on that y'all have heard me talk about is we're really going to be building out content, um, you know, and resources to support um, the material that we talk about here and also the material that I talk about in my music. So it's going to become more than a podcast is really um, a resource, right, that you could tap into and say, OK, I'm starting a business or I'm trying to figure out some scriptures for a purpose in my business and success or whatever. And we may be able to have some things for you to download to walk you um, through that process. Right. We also are looking to have things like merch and hats and T-shirts at some point. Um, and so we got to think about all these different ways that the brand needs to come to life. Right. So I sent a briefing uh, to James a month or so ago. It's really just a document that entails like just an overview of everything. Words that are associated with my brand, the mood of the brand, um, what I do, bio, music, um, you know, that he had to listen to. So what's my point is that I want you to understand, like when we get to this final product of a logo, um, a lot of times, because because the best logos are really simple, people think that simple things didn't take in-depth work behind the scenes. And, and um, you know, I, I told y'all before I did an episode where I talked about uh, Shoe Dog, um, the, the book by uh, Phil Knight, the dude who, uh, the founder of Nike. And you look at the Nike sign, it's just a check mark, a swoosh. It doesn't seem like much, right? But they went through different variations of logos and all type of things. And like, sometimes when you're building something, it's like, yeah, simple. Adidas, three stripes. You, you look at all these brands and you look at their, um, their logos and it seems simple. But I'm telling you, behind the scenes, people have to brief. They have to have several meetings about this type of thing. And I've worked on logos um, in the corporate world. And I'm telling you, you see this finished simple logo. But it was 25 meetings behind that logo, right? And so I just want you to know as you are building out your business, as you're scaling your business and growing, this is another thing. You want to look to work with people who understand the effort that it takes to build out business. So whether you're shooting videos or doing things, I've worked with a lot of people. Um, and I'm just being real. I won't name names and things. I've worked with a lot of great people. But I've also worked with a lot of people who like to cut corners, right? They don't, they think because the finished product is simple that the effort is simple. But what ends up happening is when you put in so much effort and so much in-depth detail behind something, when you get that simple uh, logo or that finished product, even though it's simple, it, it's so much to unpack in it that it ends up lasting the test of time, like standing the test of time. That's why you like, I never used to understand that saying the test of time. But when you really think about it, time is a test. So many people fail the test of time. What does that mean? You was hot today. <laughs> like how many songs have been one hit wonders? You got some music that came out 40 years ago. You could play it today and it sounds just as good. You got some artists that they had one song, right? They only made that one song. They never made another good song. And that's because their art didn't stand the test of time. Maybe they were being too trendy. Maybe, and it, a lot of times when you're being trendy, you're just spitting something out. 
oh, this is how people rap in the day. I'm going to just rap like that, right? And it's going to be hot today. I want to go viral. We are trying to stand the test of time. We're trying to not just produce a podcast and material and resources that could be here for you today, music, whatever else, but things that 5, 10, 15 years later, you can go and pull from and they become just as relevant. That is the goal. So I'm looking forward to sharing a new logo. We're going to have a new podcast cover. Um, So these things are probably coming out in the next two weeks, let's call it. Um, You should see a new podcast cover, a new logo. When you see it, it'll probably be on my Instagram, my social media, Facebook. So check me out on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Bellwether. I'll also um, send it out um, through my email list. Or if you're on the email list at InspireGuysPeople.com, you'll also see that content as well. And I just ask that you share your feedback and share it and understand that although we are hoping to come out with a very simple logo, um, a lot of effort and work has been put into it. So hopefully that's helpful to you. As you are planning out your business and moving forth in your brand, um, your logo has to have a lot of meaning behind it um, and a lot of like it has to represent your brand. It's the first things pe- thing that people are going to see at times. And I'm excited about the new journey with Inspire, Inspire Guys people as I'm looking to continue to grow this work here and expand it and just take it one step at a time, not trying to blow up overnight, not trying to do all this stuff. It's like. I'm just trying to live in purpose, people. Purpose, people. God's people. Okay, y'all gotta bear with me, man. Like, mm, I be, mm, I try so hard, like, not to even mention COVID. I'm just being real. Like, I've probably mentioned COVID three times. In the last year, because I understand, number one, the serious side of it, like it's it's a serious thing. Want to be respectful of people who have lost family members and things like that and loved ones. And so for me, I kind of stay away from it because I think it's just a tricky topic. Um, I call it mental gymnastics, right, where your mind is like bending all over the place and things don't all the way add up. But I got to say this about COVID, OK? Um. I understand the serious nature of COVID, right? What I don't understand is like what in the world is up with some of the the restrictions and like the processes. It doesn't add up to me. And, and here's what I mean. Like I mean stuff like contact tracing. Okay. All right. Um there's a lot of serious things in the world. Like let's start there, right? Let's start with the fact that COVID isn't the only serious thing in the world. There are other serious things um, that can be contagious and things like that, right? You know, now how serious, how fatal, all that. I'm not getting into all that. I'm just saying that, okay, I understand that it's serious. I get that. I'm with you. But what the mental gymnastic comes in with me, let, let, me, let me start with telling y'all what happened. So, you know, they finally opened back up restaurants and things in Michigan. So it's like, all right, thank God we can actually eat on the inside of restaurants again. Now, we talking mental gymnastics. Um, number one, understanding that depending on what state you live in, this is, this is why I think the way I do. Depending on what state you live in, you think about COVID differently. But you don't really know that. 
because most of us live in the world of our box and we think the whole world looks like us, but it doesn't. So, for instance, in Michigan, right, we've already established that COVID is serious no matter where you at, no matter what state you in, it's serious, right? Now it's how do I like build the restrictions and things in a, in a rational and logical way. Now, if you in Michigan, you have been conditioned to think, yo, and I know it's other states as well. California being one of them. Um, New York being another one. Yo, we are closed. You can't even go on the inside of a restaurant. That's how serious COVID is. Like, you can't go on the inside of a restaurant. Okay, cool. Now, I'm just, I'm just talking rationale and logic right now. Okay, cool. So going inside a restaurant is dangerous. If you're in Michigan, if you next door in the next state in Ohio, COVID is still serious, but y'all been going to restaurants the whole time. Like, oh man, this stuff gets so tricky because, again, it's serious for all of us, but depending on what restrictions have been put in place by your government, uh, your governor, like it's conditioned you over the last year to think about the rationale differently. So here's my point. My wife and I went to a restaurant, nothing even serious. Like we went and grabbed a burger from this spot that we used to go to all the time. And we haven't been there in the last year. Um, number one is just far from our house. Like it's, it's super far. Um, but we just went on a drive and ended up like, yo, I'm like, let's, you know, do something it's like as normal as I could feel the better, right? So I try to find things that make me remember normalcy. So we go to this, this place, great service. Oh, the food was amazing, great burger. And um, my man, after I ordered my food, he hit me with this survey. He was like, all right, if you could just fill out this survey. And I'm looking like, I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> it's like name, phone number, um, and something else. I, it was like three things. Maybe it was name and phone number. Don't give me the line on this show. But I'm looking like, um, yeah, what is this for? Like, why am I giving you this? He was like, oh, it's a contract tracing thing. Like, it's, I guess it's the law in Michigan or whatever under the, the restaurants opening. If you dine in, they got to take all your information. And then if somebody in there had COVID, and I don't know if it's to track or to call you or what, but I'm just telling you, that's weird. I am a very logical person. So if we start at the foundation of this being serious, then whatever strategies we put in place after that need to make sense to me. Me giving you, first of all, the idea that you think you can track it is crazy to me. Like... <laughs> Okay, let's just take something simple. Remember, I'm just dealing with logic. I've been getting colds my whole life. People have been getting the flu their whole life. I'm talking about this has always happened. And the flu can become fatal for some people, unfortunately, right? I ain't never in my life got a cold and then been able to, to successfully pinpoint exactly the moment that I got it. You know how crazy that is? Like, so I'm going to go to a restaurant. Let's say 150 people came to this restaurant this day, hopefully more than that, right? Because they need to stay in business. So if we get 150 people to come to a restaurant in one day, then we find out, first of all, chances are, ah, man, this is, chances are somebody had it. Okay, that's the other thing. Like, this is where this stuff get tough. 
Now, in order to go in a restaurant, I have to contact Trace? Like, and then what? What? I'm off work now because I, I was in the same building as somebody? All right. Let me tell you how crazy this is. This is why I call it mental gymnastics. I go to the grocery store every day. Do you think over the last year since I've been going in the grocery store that the chances that I've been in the store with somebody else with COVID is super high? So why do I have to contact Trace in the restaurant and not in the grocery store, not in the Target, all these places I've been going the whole time? I ain't had to do it on Christmas, Black Friday. It was no contract, contact tracing. See, for me, what doesn't make sense is if we're going to establish that something is serious and then we build this logic around it, COVID is not more serious in a restaurant than it is in Walmart. This is my point. If, if it called for this level of contact tracing, tr- uh, tracing and surveys in a restaurant that's next door to uh, a grocery store that I could walk in freely, like, what's the logic behind that? Because so what about the people in the grocery store? So we going to contact trace all the people in the restaurant. But then, all the, look, y'all, I'm just being real with y'all. I stay away from all this stuff. I especially stayed away from it during the politics because I'm not trying to argue or debate with people. But at the same time, you're not going to assault my intelligence. That's just the type of person I am. It's like, all right, we could talk about this thing being serious. We can respect respect the fact that um, it has been fatal. I'm not here to argue or debate any of that. But what I'm telling you is me putting my name and phone number because I sat in a restaurant is not changing nothing. Like, I don't know how you're going to call everybody with it. What does that mean? Like, you know what? I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. That's what it comes down to. I don't get it. Because at the end of the day, here's the last part and I'm done. If I come in that same restaurant and I just get a carry out and leave out, I don't have to fill out anything. But I was still there. Then they might be like, oh, but you weren't there long. Yeah, it don't, it don't take, it don't take no time to catch it. If you like, this is what I'm saying, dog. Like, it doesn't add up. So here's my point, y'all. My point is this. Again, I can I can establish and, and live at the foundation that at COVID is serious. People have lost their lives. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be a doctor. But what I am saying is that you have to make sure that you are educating yourself beyond the news, right? Because some of the things that come out or these governors and like just, I feel like it's psychologically challenging, like abusing people. If you want me to be honest, I feel like it's psychological abuse because it's just continuing to incite fear in people at an illogical level of fear, right? Fear is good. Like, it could be healthy to be fearful of things respectfully, right? Like, I'm scared of a pit bull. Like, I don't know. I don't trust no dog because a dog can't talk to me, right? So I could be scared of a pit bull if the pit bull is right in front of me and he's loose, right? But if I'm driving on the freeway and a pit bull is in the next car over, I'm not like, oh my God, it's a pit bull. Ah!" Like, that's irrational. Yes, I'm scared of pit bulls. Yes, it's true that pit bulls can kill you. They can bite you. They can lock their jaw. But the reality of it is he's in the next car. He's not, he's not a threat to you right now. So I just want you to understand and be a person that's leaning on the Lord. And man, let's just not abandon logic and wisdom. Here's what I want you to do. Ask God for wisdom because you need it during this season 
because so many things are being pushed on you. I'm not pushing you one way or another um, what to do with COVID and all this stuff. That's something you have to pray about yourself. But filling out a survey, I could speak up on that. Like, I just don't know what that's doing, bro. Oh, but I'm filling out a survey in Michigan. But if I go, you know, 45 miles to the next state, then uh, you get what I'm saying? The logic is not adding up to me with some of these things, these protocols that are coming in place. If it's about safety, I'm with you. If it's about doing the right thing, I'm with you. But me giving you my name and phone number because I ate in a restaurant makes zero sense to me. And it just feels creepy and weird if I'm being honest. I, I don't need you to know I was here. Like, why you, why you need a, a, a record of me being here? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Don't, please don't call me. On top of that, I get enough spam messages as it is. Please don't call me. But, uh, yeah, y'all, um, y'all just stay strong out there. It's been a lot going on in this world. But we going to stay faithful. In Jesus Christ, we're going to keep our sanity. I can talk. Don't let anyone insult your intelligence and don't allow yourself to be irrationally Irrational. fearful. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Now share with a friend so they can be inspired. Be inspired.